Hey, what's up, Wild fans? It's Dev. Before we get to this week's episode of the Wild Takes podcast, we have a big announcement. As you probably have already seen on social media by now, 10,000 Takes is officially partnering with your Minnesota Wild to bring you hockey's first cup snake ever, and we need you to help us assemble it. It's going to be an absolute incredible time. You already know it's going to be November 30th. We're playing the Yotes and they're <laughs> garbage. So it's going to be an incredible time, an incredible atmosphere. If you've never been to a 10K event, this is your time to shine. If you have been to a 10K event, then you know exactly what to expect and just add in some terrific wild hockey on top of that. So to reserve your seat and be a part of history and a shit pumping of the Yotes, go purchase your tickets for 10K night. The link for the tickets is going to be posted on our social media. So just search 10K takes wherever you're looking on social and we will see you there. November 30th, 10K night, hockey's first cup snake. Let's fucking go. Time for the pod. On behalf of the NHL, I want to tell you how thrilled we are to return to the state of hockey. It's obvious we never should have left. Minnesota, welcome back to the NHL. In the state of hockey, we skate the frozen ponds. We live the game. Welcome from the state of Minnesota, the state of hockey. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight's attendance is 18,815, our 27th consecutive sellout. Wild would win the faceoff here. Here's Spurgeon going to work right circle. He scores! Spurgeon scores! Takes a look. Here comes Dumba. Matt Dumba off the bench. In front. Scores! Matt Dumba has won it for the Wild. Hit by Spurgeon. Up comes back the other way. Fiala's in for Minnesota. Fiala punts to the middle. Wait, score! You're listening to the Wild Takes Podcast. Presented by 10,000 Takes. Welcome to the Wild Takes Podcast, ladies and gentlemen, the podcast where we talk about the wild and all things hockey, specifically about how shitty the Blackhawks are, while my wife watches The Bachelorette downstairs. I am Dev. With me, as always, is my incredibly attractive co-host, Zooch. Zooch, it's been a long time. How are you, my friend? We're doing great. Regular season's kicked off. We got hockey back. It's uh, fuck the Blackhawks forever. And uh, I think today's news kind of solidified that for a lot of people, including me and you. Yeah, and all people, which should be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So obviously, you know, if you're listening to this uh, podcast, you're a person that, um, you know, is at least moderately tuned into hockey. Um, so we don't need to get into the specifics, but uh, obviously, we're we're recording this on a Tuesday night, a little before the Wild play um, Vancouver, and the news just broke that uh, Stan Bowman is going to be stepping aside as the GM of the Chicago Blackhawks because of his. Uh, Involvement, or more accurately, lack of involvement in uh, handling uh, all of their sexual abuse allegation stuff. You don't look. I, I'm an idiot. Zooch is an idiot. Like you don't come to us for like in depth analysis about these types of serious things. Um, you know, I have enough self awareness to know that uh, my thoughts on the matter don't really matter because it's just a all around fucked up situation and it's some bullshit. But, um, you know, the situation that shouldn't happen. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. People I don't... shouldn't have to 
express how they think about things like this because it just simply shouldn't happen. So yeah, I, that's a good way to put it. It's one I of those mean, things. that's like it, it. It sucks that we even have to talk about this as a thing that exists because um, just like don't fucking molest people, guys. It's not yeah. that hard. Um, millions and millions and billions of people do it every day. So like, just like don't be a fucking piece of shit. Yeah, and cover um, up just because yeah. your team is making a Stanley Cup run. Some yeah, things are bigger than sports, and I think that is definitely in the category of being bigger than sports. And whoever hit it, and whether we find out Quinville was involved, he shouldn't have a job if that's the case. Yeah. And and so I think the people outside the organization should be looked at as well. So we'll we'll see what happens with all of it. Because yeah, I know uh, Quinville and um, Kevin Cheveldayoff, uh, the uh, who's with the Jets now, uh, yes. were both uh, named in the uh in the suit of like people or in the investigation of people that were uh present for the breakdown meeting so yikes guys um really hard to go back and be like oh we didn't know when you apparently attended a two-hour meeting talking about this specific thing so it's not looking good um we'll see what happens with the rest of this but uh yeah um I don't really have anything more to add to this subject because as we both touched on, it's fucking shitty. You know, it's shitty. We know it's shitty. The Blackhawks are shitty. Fuck the, fuck the Blackhawks into oblivion. Um, on a lighter note, I, uh, my buddy Rex, who, uh, you remember from the show a couple of weeks ago, um, he, he, uh, he was like kind of dipping his toes into the water a couple of years ago of being a, being a hockey fan for the first time. And, um, <coughs> And so he he lived near Columbus at the time. So he was like, oh, I'll be a, a Blue Jackets fan. Well, the Blue Jackets uh, were actually totally blacked out where he lived. So he never really like got into the team. Um, so he was he was like, all right, this is the year I'm going to get into hockey. Um, so I made him a flow chart about like how to pick your new team based off of like things that, you know, he would like, you know, like, do you prefer offense or defense? Do you prefer if your team is good or bad? Uh, well, one of the, the anchors, like the very first thing of the, the very first question of the flowchart is, do you prefer if your team is a villain or not a villain? And if you prefer a villain, then it asks, do you prefer their villains on the ice or off the ice? And if you say off the ice, then it says, do you prefer if your team's villainous ways are uh, because they're of uh, racial scandals or sexual scandals or both? And if you pick both, congratulations, you got the Chicago Blackhawks. Fuck you into oblivion, Chicago. <laughs> Well, that kind of ties into uh, what I want to do next because, Deb, you haven't been paying attention to hockey here. You've been, yeah. uh, you've been soaking up the sun. Baja yeah, I, I spent the last uh, – I spent basically the better part of the last two weeks in the Bahamas drinking margaritas with my wife for our anniversary. So um, outside of a few very, very specific things related to the Wild, like I know I know uh, J.E. got a hat trick, and I know that the Wild are 4-1. and one. And I caught the tail end of the uh, the Nashville game, which was very ugly. Um, so outside of that, I really have not been paying attention to hockey at all. So Zooch, you have prepared a list of things for me to figure out whether they're true or false, or like how's this working? Well, that's kind of a shame uh, because where you were at, you had a sports book in the basement of your hotel, did you not? Oh, I I did, and uh, I bet I bet on the Wild to win, and I also bet on the uh, the Timberwolves to win. So that's how there I knew. Go. There you go. And and the the Wild and the Wolves both went like three and zero, 
while oh. I was there. I think the Wolves actually went 2-0 and while I was there, and the Wild went 3-0. and Well, it, the, you had better luck than I did because in that very same casino, I bet on the Vikings to beat the Packers. Ooh. I believe it was two years ago when we were kind of fighting for that division when we made the playoffs, beat the Saints. And, yeah, I bet on the Vikings, and they lost. So I'm glad yeah. you had better luck than I did. But that, that is a great place, Baja Mar. But yeah. what uh, what I kind of have prepared here is I kind of – a little little – rundown of undefeated teams winless teams teams that you'd expect to be good but are off to very 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 rough starts oh boy. and teams that really were supposed to be awful off to very very good starts so i'll just hop right into it with the winless teams <laughs> you you, oh you you know this one was coming i mean phoenix yeah. they haven't won a game yet they're awful this i'm team, not surprised by that this team is very 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 bad Last night, uh, there's a picture tweeted from some hockey reporter. I can't remember his name. I believe it was Dmitry something. But Filipovich. Yes, 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 yeah. yes. He tweeted a picture of the score of the, the Yotes game. They oh, had no. one shot and one goal <laughs> in the middle of the second period. And you're like, okay, well, at least they're being efficient. But not on the ice. <laughs> they, they, are, they are only 5-1, so. That we should have definitely drove down and placed a big amount of money on that under 68 and a half points. They are going to be very far, very yeah. far away from that. That might be and, something uh, worth worth going back to the Bahamas so I can uh, I can place a future on that. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I mean, I think you go down to Diamond Joe. Oh, no, you're a lot farther mm-hmm. away from Diamond Joe's. Let me yeah. drive up to Boston. I'll tell you what, when I, when I come into town for the winter classic, we'll, we'll take a six hour hey, excursion, yeah, drive, do a six hour well, round a, trip to Diamond well, Joe's. Yeah, it won't even be that probably four hours. Honestly. Oh, okay. Maybe if there's no snow, but um, the other winless team, and I think you'll be happy to hear is the Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah, okay. So that is, that is one of the very few things that I, I did know because I was, I, we saw the, the, the news of the scandal broke today and right. um, there was just no way that I was going to miss that. Like I've yeah. tuned out of everything else, but like that one actually made like real news. So uh, I did see that, but then because I saw that, I saw one of the funniest stats that I've ever seen, and that the the Blackhawks are zero and five, right? Something like that. Oh, five and one. Yep. Yeah. So and they have five and one games. They've been and, blown out. And uh, they have not led for a single second. No, they've been getting blown out. That's incredible. Flurry, Flurry looks like he doesn't want to be there. It's all bad. And I hate that for my guy Flower, but I love that for the everything else about it. Exactly. Well, the next uh, next thing are undefeated teams. A couple couple surprises, but a couple you can probably see coming. Well, You're maybe say for something you. stupid like the the uh, like the Penguins are still undefeated, and like the well, technically, I, I could have put them on. They lost in overtime. Same with the Capitals. Capitals are four zero and two, which is a team I know you were kind of down on, but they, they I was started down hot. On. They started hot, and the team I was down on started red hot, scorching hot. And it's a Philly? team from your area. Oh, the, the Hurricanes! The Hurricanes! They're no way! The Blues. That's, fun. that's great. The Blues. Oh yeah, that's are five and zero. Okay. The Panthers are six and zero. Okay. And the Oilers are five and zero. So. Huh. I think it might All be right. one from each division, honestly. If I'm yeah, looking, that, I think that does yeah, think match up right. correctly. Yeah, so yeah. 
I mean, uh, <laughs> which leads me to my next point. <clears throat> the Metropolitan, which we expected, is very, very good. Every team is over 500. Damn. Every single team is over 500. And none are really have looked bad at all. Every single team is competitive. Nice. The Atlantic is upside down. Buffalo and Detroit currently hold the two and three spot in that division. No Buffalo, fucking way. Buffalo is four and one. <laughs> we'll beat Tampa Bay five to one last night. So Tampa Bay has been reeling to start the season, which leads me oh. to my next one. Which is teams that you'd expect to be very good, but are struggling very bad. Tampa struggled okay. kind of the gate. If they don't, recover from a 6-3 deficit against Detroit. They only have two wins. Oof. Um, I know the other teams are the Avalanche have not looked good. Um, the Golden Knights have not looked good. They have won one game, but they All played right. tonight. So one of those teams is bound to get off the ground. Yeah. And uh, I'm sorry, Maple Leafs fans. We got to come <laughs> back to you. It's... <laughs> It's been bad. It's been bad so far, and I really, oh, I really Jesus. do feel bad for you guys. You guys do not have a goalie yet again. Your GM. It's kind of like. Uh, wait, 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 like, wait, wait. It's kind of like the Terry Ryan in the in the poll ads back in the day, not paying for pitching. This is them for goaltending. They they don't have a goalie, and it's bad. Okay, it's so. Not good. So wait, wait, wait. So the hurric or the so the hurricanes you said are undefeated. Mm-hmm. Um, are they going with? Freddie and that, or Every are they night, going with the uh... Freddie Anderson is five and zero, oh, and has a oh, nine, a point fuck. nine three six, uh, save percentage, and I believe he's got under a two. I think it's a goal and a half a game. So holy shit, Freddie back! <laughs> wow, yeah, you know that Toronto fans are just like, what the fuck? Well, no, no. So, well, since you brought up goalies, I might as well get into my next point. Uh, Grubauer and Kemper look very lost in their new homes, which I think is good for the wild Kemper being lost in, uh, with the avalanche. Cause it does give us a chance to really get some points at the beginning of the season. When our schedule is a little weaker, we go head to head with the avalanche to this Saturday. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Kemper and Grubauer Grubauer gave up five against, uh, I want to say the flyers the other night. So, I mean, he's just looked kind of just rough, but yeah, they look lost in their new homes. Uh, Susie, ex-Wild D-Man, scored his first goal with the Kraken while you were gone. That's good. We like Susie. Yeah, I mean, I I saw a hot take uh, someone put on Twitter the other day. They'd rather have Susie than Kakanen right now, Well, which I don't know if I agree with. but Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely easier to replace a bottom-pairing defenseman than it is yeah. a backup goalie. But um... Exactly. Right. That's kind of my thoughts. Unless the big cock really struggles that much this year. I mean, that's kind of a very hot take. That's a very wild take. Mm. I I do say so. Um, (laughs) The Coyotes gave up five goals in five minutes. Versus St. Louis Blues. Holy shit. It looked to be a very competitive game for the Yotes. It turned sour very fast. So, so the, oh, so this wasn't like the first five minutes. This was like late in the game. Oh no, it was middle of the second. They're they're tied up. I believe it was uh, one one or two one. Them. Oof. They might have been up two one, and That's it just went backbreaker. very sour. Yeah, and it was like <laughs> they weren't very good goals either. Carter Hutton. We're going to talk about bad goalies. He should he should definitely be talked about. Carter Hutton has looked terrible. 
I mean, he doesn't have anyone in front of him, though. I mean, how can you blame him? That team, you you actually can't believe that's a a, a real hockey team. And you look at, uh, and you just yeah, look at outside the of their top the their top rushes. line, their top line and their top pairing, yeah, and Carter Hutton, and I haven't heard of a single other person on that team. Yeah, I mean Andrew other... Ladd's playing. Andrew Ladd is getting meaningful minutes for the Phoenix Coyotes at age like thirty seven. I was going to say, he's on their second line, I think. <laughs> yeah, he's getting meaning, meaningful minutes. He might be getting power play minutes. I mean, Jesus. he might be playing on their power play. Um, <laughs> this one this will blow you away. I don't know what is in the water in Buffalo. The Sabres yeah, you said that they're, they're, they're second hot. or third? They're red good for hot. them. Honestly, good for them. Okay, I, wanna, I want you to guess. how many, What would you say? I know it's not goals or it's, you know, the stat really doesn't matter too much, but it was impressive to me. Guess how many shots they're averaging a game through the first couple weeks? Shots? Shots on net. Something that shots this on team goal. was not getting last year at all. You wouldn't ask me if it wasn't a crazy number, so I'm going to guess like 38. You're fucking very close. 37. 37 oh, shots on net a game. And I personally, it might be more now because this was a couple days ago when I was taking notes for this bit. Um, that blew me away. <laughs> I, That's incredible. That's crazy. a good way to win hockey games. That's for sure. And another thing I kind of wanted to touch on, this is one of my last points that I had written down. Uh, I think what's hurt the Colorado Avalanche this offseason is they kind of lost these depth players like Brandon yeah. Saad, uh, Ryan Graves. I know there's a couple mm-hmm. more that they lost. and they, they, they really didn't replace them with anyone. Graves is in Jersey now, right? Yes, and he's he's looking good out there in Jersey. And, I mean, it, it worked out because they got rid of the young defenseman in Jersey, Will Butcher, who played at the University of Denver. He's a good player. Yeah, he's good. And uh, he, he went to Buffalo. So, I mean, I mean Buffalo – I, I think Buffalo gets shit on a lot for the fact that they're Buffalo and they handle this Jack Eichel situation very poorly. And yeah. they just haven't been good for a while. But they're, yeah. they're, they made moves to make themselves more competitive than they were. So you gotta you gotta give them respect for that, and it's showing through five games. I know they're not gonna make the playoffs. This team will not be in second place in the Atlantic. So, yeah. Oh, oh, oh one more team, the Habs, the Canadians, off to a one and five start. I'm not okay. That 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 one makes the most sense out of all. Of yeah. The, yeah. The Lightning also makes sense, but for a different reason. Um, right. Well, they played LTI bullshit again too. I oh, are they? There. Yep, Kucherov was put on. No <laughs> fucking way! <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Honestly, so, I have a ton of respect for Julian Brisbois being like, "Oh yeah, uh, Kucherov is um, hurt again." <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> right. That's great. No shame. Honestly, There's no shame. Honestly, I respect the shit out of that because, like, well, my thinking, my think, my thought process behind it too was like the. Um, the team they uh they've played probably with the two condensed like with the bubble and then the shortened season and then the shortened off season they've probably played a hundred games in the last like year and everybody else has played like you know 70 (laughs) so like i'm not i'm not gonna say that i'm so I, I'm surprised that they're one and five. I'm not surprised that they're struggling early, if that makes sense. 
Well, they're probably either. just tired as shit, and everybody else is like, "Yeah, we haven't played hockey in six months, so let's go." I don't think they're that good. Yeah, I don't. I don't think the Canadians Ooh. are that good. I oh, really I was talking don't. about the Lightning. I, I'm not well, surprised no. by the Canadians. Well, they're not one in five. The, the Lightning aren't one in five. That's what oh, okay. My the bad. Lightning are. I believe they're they're two. They might be three and four, two and three. I just okay. know they're not off to the start that you know. Mm-hmm. Not, Everybody, myself included, thought so they would. They, yeah. they might be two and three, and they should. Be, no, they I, should be one and four because that yeah. game against Detroit. Yeah, yeah. Look, I pick I pick Cole Caulfield as my uh, Calder favorite. So, um, you know, I I guess I believed in the Habs enough to think that that would matter, but I agree with you that I I didn't really think that they were very good going. Well, into the our uh, our prediction of. Four Canadian teams. Under yeah, that's four, not looking said. good. Yeah, under under four is looking no, good. Yeah. We, I'm pretty sure we said under. I mean, I, it's going to be the Oilers. You know, the Oilers yeah. are going to make it. And honestly, any up in the air, maybe Vancouver sneaking in. The Kraken, that Kraken that we said did not make the playoffs looks amazing. Really yeah, cra- yeah, Kraken to miss is looking real good. I'm guessing. Yeah, no, they they started off very slow. They're just not. I mean, I hate – they're just not a good hockey team either. I mean, everyone is – They just – they don't have a way to Raven. score. No. That's the goals same in this league. Yeah, and it's if the Drew same, has same a bad thing game, that we – They're out yeah. of it. They're done. You're, you're done. Yeah, in a cracking game, it's first one to three goals wins. And, right. you know, that's that's not a – it might honestly be first one to two goals wins some nights. Yeah, they don't have anyone to score. Really. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, right. it's sad. But I don't think they have a goal horn, Dad. I don't. I, I think they're going what? with the old. No, I don't think they have one because they scored twice, and I don't. Think I watched scored. their game. I watched their game when they were at Nashville, but obviously it's not a home game, and I missed. Right. I missed the game after that. So yeah, no, they didn't have a horn. So that's weird. That was weird. They just had crowd cheering. I'm like, okay, cool, but I'd like, to yeah, not, you know, I. Like I I guess you can kind of respect it and pretend that they're being like, yeah, we're going to flip the hockey world up on its, uh, up on its head. So, uh, yeah, I, not in the I, way, that, not in the way they thought. I think everyone's like, yeah, that's not the way to reverse engineer what makes hockey fun. Um, that's like a college <laughs> hockey thing. I'm cool with college hockey teams doing their own thing, like having a gold chant after it, but yeah, I'll just let the foghorn go, man. Sound the foghorn. Yeah. Shout out Brett Marshall and, <laughs> yes. and the gang. And yeah. um, all right, cool. Well, uh, thank you for catching me up on uh, all things all things hockey the last uh, last week and a half. Uh, that was very insightful and very funny because uh, did not expect any of that. <laughs> yeah, there's except, some other except things, for the but... Habs kind of stinking. I kind of expected that. <laughs> yeah, we'll 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 talk about other things, but yeah, absolutely. Um. Well, let's uh, let's take a quick break, and then after the break, we're going to talk. Uh, we've got our guest straight from the World Hockey Report. It's uh, it's going to be a great interview. Looking forward to it, and uh, yeah, we'll catch up after the break. What's up, hockey fans? As you know, the NHL season is off and rolling, and it's time to make some money. Yeah, our friends at Better Edge, that is B E T T O R Edge are going to help you do that. Use promo code 10K at sign up and get five free dollars to use on whatever, really, 
And basically, you put money on a spread or a money line or an over-under, and someone picks up that order, and you can win money. All you got to do is throw some money in there and get going. And you're definitely going to want to be on the lookout, too, because our friends at Better Edge and 10,000 Takes are going to be partnering up throughout the season. We're going to be hosting competitions and contests where you can potentially take some of our money, you know, mine and Zooch's. You listen to the podcast every week, and you think, heh. I can do better than these dimwits. Well, you know what? Put your money where the mouth is. So again, to uh, to sign up, go to betteredge.com and use promo code 10K for five free dollars towards your first bet. Our next guest is a very special guest straight from Mystery Alaska, a.k.a. Alberta, Canada. <laughs> he is the host of the number 11 hockey show on the internet. He is the host and the uh, account runner, I guess, for lack of a better word, of the World Hockey Report. Please welcome on a gentleman named Cody. Cody, we don't know your last name, so like that's as good as it gets. Um, <laughs> it's Jansen, but we got it. Also, Cody I got to clarify Jansen. that like half the t- half the takes on World Hockey Report aren't my like the, the account. Don't take so those you just take you're mine. taking credit for the good ones. Yeah, the, the good, good ones, ones are mine. Yeah, yeah the shitty ones blame it on our social media manager and Adam. There you go. I like that. So I noticed, yeah, I noticed um, when we were, when we were setting this up, I just randomly, you know, you know, uh, a little inside baseball. I just randomly shot him a DM. I was like, Hey, you like hockey. We like hockey. Let's talk about hockey together. And uh, he was like, okay, yeah, sounds good. And so the whole time that we were talking, obviously I'm aware of mystery Alaska, the the movie, um, but like you're you're in your your bio, it says like location tag is Mystery Alaska. I was like, oh shit, that's cool. So I'm we the whole so time. So many I'm thinking, people ask us. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. And and the whole time I'm thinking that like you know probably not actually Mystery Alaska, but the you know he's probably in Alaska somewhere because like why would you you know not? And then he was like, oh yeah, by the way, I live in Alberta. I was like, oh what the fuck. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, it's a little curveball. We like to uh, keep yeah. people on their toes. But also, it's such an underrated movie that like no it's one knows movie. about. It's wild. The amount people, of people who don't know about it, it's crazy. Is that a movie that people don't know about? Because like I, I, I was a film major in college. So like, you know, I get to, get to fucking jerk off and smoke weed and watch movies all day for four years. But like, is that not, is, like, I feel like that's one of the movies like I feel like that's like a cult movie that people know. Is that am I wrong? Or? No, I, I, I don't know that movie. I'll just say that. Oh, huge. I'm sorry. I guarantee you, like fifty percent of hockey people don't know it. (laughs) What's it about? Is it low? Is it like a? Oh my goodness! It's. I mean, it's about hockey. You know the here. I'll pull up the. It's like a beer league team in Alaska plays the New York Rangers for like some like uh, entertainment game. They fly the Rangers up there. Yeah, it's hilarious. It's got comedy. It's it's got hockey. It's got everything. Okay. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll read you the, the, the Wikipedia summary. Mystery Alaska is a 1999 American comedy slash drama film directed by Jay Roach about an amateur ice hockey team from this fictional small town of mystery that plays in, plays an exhibition game against the New York Rangers. It was shot in Banff National Park and on the, on the set of a town built for the purpose outside of Canmore, Alberta. Uh, is that why? Okay. So I think I'm figuring it out now. I didn't know that it was shot in Alberta. Is that? Why yeah, it's like that's it? like a few hours away from here. It's not particularly close, but yeah, I've been there before multiple times. Yeah, your, invest, your investigating skills have just been top notch these past couple of weeks here, Doug. I figured out stuff out like that. I figured out how to do split screen so I can uh, I can have the, the actual <laughs> podcast, and then on the same same screen I can pull up Google. <laughs> hey, yep, there. So, Cody, um, 
obviously you're in in Alberta, so let's let's talk a little bit about the battle of battle of Alberta. Um, I think anybody with a pulse could agree that that's in you know from bang for my buck, that's probably the 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 best like neutral fan game to watch is is Battle of Alberta. Um, what's it like living there, and does everybody kind of have to like pick a side? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Like, honestly, I mean, from a, a neutral fan, I would say that Florida Tampa is arguably getting up there. But like, it's, it is just seeing the fans in Calgary and Edmonton. They're crazy. It's insane. I mean, I'm lucky enough to work up here in Edmonton and in the hockey industry. And like Oilers fans are nuts. It's it's just there's pure hatred. It doesn't matter if you're five years old or 55. Like they just hate the Flames. And the same thing with Flames fans. It's you just can't stand anything about Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl. Don't want to hear it. Don't care that they're five and zero. Daryl Sutter is going to take us to the promised land, and vice versa. <laughs> so it's a fun rivalry, but there's also so much delusion. Like like people just can't accept. Like hey, maybe both teams are all right actually in hockey. It's not one's great and one should be selling off for Shane Wright. No, I I love it. So, um, Cody, do you do you follow college football at all? Oh, I love college football. I got okay, a cool. sweater on. Yeah, I'm, you got I'm... the Miami. Okay, so I saw Miami. I I wasn't sure of it. I assumed it was the U, but I don't know. I'll, I always like to double check because, like, you know, like the only other Canadian that, like, the two of us interact with on a regular time is Isha Jerome in Vancouver. And, like, he's learning, but he's not, you know. Oh, I am really huge. I'm all on the Coastal Carolina train, and I still believe <laughs> that football games on Wednesday shouldn't count. They're still undefeated. There yeah. you go. Okay. I like it. Uh, well, the reason I brought it up is because I went to Auburn. So like, you know, I see the battle of Alberta as kind of hockey's iron bowl um, where like, it doesn't really matter if one team is like really, really good. And the other team like actually sucks. Like that game is a fucking blood sport, no matter what. Were you at the game that was like a kick six? I sure was. That's the craziest football game. I think of all time that I've ever watched. I watched it on TV, obviously I wish it would have been there, but like, that's insane. It was, so I was, I was at that 2013 season. I was actually in the band at Auburn. And so I was like 10 rows up, something like that. And like that happens. And like a bunch of fans just start like picking me up and like yelling and like, yeah, let's go. And like, we, so like we had said like to, to uh, my buddy, Alex and I were like sitting there like talking to shit and we see Chris Davis lined up at the back of the ends. And we're like, be kind of cool if he ran this one back for a touchdown, wouldn't it? And then he kicks it and it goes short and we're like, oh shit, he caught it. That'd be kind of cool, right? That could be kind of cool, right? And then it happens and we're like, holy fucking shit! Oh man, yeah. It was, that's like still to this day. Um, like I told my wife, I was like, I hope you understand. Because she also went to Auburn. I was like, I do hope you understand. Like, you know, on our wedding day, like stiff competition for, for best day. Real stiff. I mean, that's <laughs> fair. Yeah. Um. So yeah, anyway, um, what's, so obviously you're the, the, the world, the world hockey report. What's, uh, what can you tell us about, you know, I, I, you heard a little bit of the, um, the last segment here where, where Zooch was kind of explaining to me where I, I've, I've been off for, uh, I've been out of the country. I was in the Bahamas for the last like week and uh, week or so. And so I missed a lot in hockey. So like, what, what can you, you know, give to us as, as, as the, the world, the world hockey report. Cause I, I do appreciate that. It's not just like the North American. It's like the entire world. Like, here we go. I love the, love the confidence there. I, I mean, if people thought that the Chicago Blackhawks were a dumpster fire yesterday, I mean, today's another <laughs> world. For you. you've, you've been locked in the Bahamas without a cell phone, but 
I don't know. I mean, just being in Canada, there's so much drama around the Leafs, right? Like, what do they do? Yeah. I'm I'm still a firm believer that you can't build a team from the front end out, so they'll never win anything. But in general, it's been a good start to the year. I don't know. I mean, do you guys yeah. agree? Like, it's actually been like fun because last year, and I know it's COVID, and I know I shouldn't be saying I wasn't as invested in it as I was, but like it was kind of boring. There's also like, oh, we're playing the same team over and over. Like, let's just get to the off season get past COVID whenever the hell that happens, but like, let's just move on. And so this season having regular schedule, seeing Seattle come in the league, you know, seeing some of these young stars really take off. That's what I'm loving about it because, you know, being up here in Edmonton, you got the Oilers, they're five and oh, Zach Hyman looks incredible. You got a different look back end. Cody Cece and Duncan Keith have somehow just potted into the perfect second pairing. Bouchard on the back end has been great. The Flames, kind of a rough start, but they've been really turning it around. So all in all, the season's yeah. been awesome, to say the least. I actually, I'm glad you mentioned uh, Duncan Keith. I So he is actually playing well, because I'll be a uh, hand up. I was making jokes the entire fucking offseason. Like the, the oh, no. It's, that's, and again, like half the people making jokes are like the Twitter kids who just like, they, they like look at some numbers or something. They punch something into their calculator or they'll watch <laughs> like three shifts and they'll be like, Duncan Keith sucks. He got roasted once. And it's like, hey. Every defenseman gets roasted when you see Johnny Gaudreau flying down the wing. You know, th- there's so many things in a game that people who maybe it's not just like haven't played the game, but don't follow every single second. They're, they're just going to go off about nonsense. And that's the whole Duncan Keith issue for me is that they're going to nitpick like, oh, in this period, he got beat twice wide. But let's not talk about the seven great breakout passes he made. Let's not talk about him talking to Bouchard on the bench or, you know, we don't know what goes on in between periods, leadership-wise. Same thing with Cody Cece. I mean, this is a guy that's bounced around. He's kind of finally finding his game. Or he's not a power play one defenseman, but he's also a guy who can push the pace. So to have those two clicking together this early... That's pretty awesome. And again, that's another Oilers bias take. But even <laughs> on your third on your third pairing, you got Slater Cuckoo, Chris Russell playing with Evan Bouchard. Bouchard's one of the best up and coming defensemen in the league. Say what you want about it. I mean, this kid's gonna be a stud. Yeah. No, I I look like I, I you know, hand up. Like I we we've both, you know, Zuch and I have both watched a, 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 a number of Blackhawks games, you know, more than we would like to admit, because fuck the Blackhawks for everything that they stand for. People um, myself included, you know, have, have seen him, you know, steadily decline from that conspite level. And like, you know, he seemed like he was probably going to be like, okay. And then I, I only watched a handful of them last year. Cause the, cause like you said, like the weird divisions and you're not, you're not really, you don't really need to give a shit about any of the other teams last year. Like you just need to care about your seven. And, and that was that. So like, okay. Um, so I didn't watch as much last year, but I, I was told he was bad. And the two games that I watched, he was bad. So I was like, oh, cool. Well, the corpse of Duncan Keith is being shipped off to uh, uh, to Edmonton for, you know, uh, fucking Seth Jones' little brother. So I mean, well, the Blackhawks were also very terrible. We're not That's also true. Team last year, they did not have many players up front. And yeah. I mean, they got they got Kirby Dog back this year, which I, I – I can't believe the Blackhawks are as bad as they are. I'm just going to put that out there. There. So I have, yeah, I have a theory. I, I, I don't understand. Well, <laughs> karma, you could, yeah. I mean, there's plenty of reasons to say why they're ass, but 
You I, just have, can't I, believe I have a two-word suggestion. It's crazy to start. The I have a two-word suggestion, especially you know seeing what we're seeing now with with uh, the the Duncan Keith Renaissance, the Duncan Renaissance. Is that a thing? Yeah, we'll make that a thing. Um, sure, it's a thing now. Jeremy Colleton seems to be the uh, the common denominator now. Man, he's ter- he handed his players the fucking clipboard last game and said, "Yeah, you guys." You guys write this play. It's like, hey, he said, here you go, guys. What? What? Your fucking NHL coach? You're just gonna hand your players the clipboard? I mean, I'm sure they're all capable of running a play, but that's not their job. Their job is to go out and do the shit you tell them to do. And this guy's just like, nah, here you go. And of course, they lose, and they're down six three at this point. So the game's practically over. But it's out of hand. It, it it's dude, it's bad. Everything in Chicago, it's a dumpster fire. Which we love to see. Love it's to see it's it. kind of funny. It's them in Arizona. They're both in our division for the Wild. So it's this is awesome. This Not is great mad about for it. us. No. Um, Cody, in the in the pre-show, you mentioned that you uh, you don't necessarily have a favorite team. You just really like good hockey. Do you have a least favorite team? And can I take a guess as to what it is? Yeah. Yes. I'm gonna guess the Leafs. No, I don't hate the Leafs at all. <laughs> Honestly, if I had the least favorite team, it's probably Tampa Bay, to be frank. And and it's kind of funny because I know multiple, you know, I've known guys who've played on the team and stuff. But like four years ago when we started World Hockey, our, our literally motto was just pissing off Bolts fans. And it's funny because like, you're like, oh, you pissed off both of them. But like, there's actually a fair amount of Tampa fans. Especially now that they've won two cups too. They're all coming like, out. This, the... this is like before they were good. And like, yeah. We would no, just, I was going to say, you said four years ago. So, like, what? Yeah, we, what? we would just rag on them. And they, <laughs> and that's how we, that's kind of like how we blew up. Like, we'd write a couple of stupid articles about, like, oh, Kucherov's overrated. Like, I don't <laughs> think Vasilevsky's going to pan out. And, like, in the back of your head, you're kind of like, hey, like, they're actually incredible hockey players. But, like, how can I stir up drama today? That's, yeah. that's half this industry, right? And yeah. so, yeah, like, we really built up a rivalry with Tampa to the point where I'm like, I'm just sick of them. I don't like anything about them. And also just the Rangers. There's something about it. Like, I just can't That's stand fair. the Rangers. No, that I, mean, I don't know. Like, there's there's nothing to cheer about for New York. They're just like, oh, they're in a big city. They think they're fancy because their rink's got some cool designs on the roof. Like, kick rocks. I don't know. There's 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 nothing I'll cheer about for the Rangers ever. <laughs> I, I, no, no. The whole city of fuck New York. Fuck the Yankees, the Mets, the Rangers, yes. the Nets. The Knicks, I hate them all. Giants the and Jets, <laughs> the Giants and Jets. I mean, dude, just bottom feeder all the way around, except for the Yankees because they pay all their players. You know, <laughs> they buy championships over there. It's about the hey, Yankees look, I, I'm I'm open about my hatred for the Yankees, but it's completely because they've torn my heart apart as a Twins fan for. Oh no, know, they have the the better tormented. part of. The better part of twenty years. Well, do I have to come clean as a Cubs fan, or can we just like skip over that part? Cubs are fine. Whatever. I got a Cubs Oh, okay, okay. Then we're. I was pulling. I was pulling for the Cubs when they won the series. Um, you know, part of that was because fuck Cleveland, but um, yeah, it's an easy team to root against. Yeah, and like they're division rivals for us, so like fuck them. But yeah, I got no problem with the Cubs. They're NL. I don't have to. We don't have to deal with them really. Cool field, cool jerseys. Yeah, no problem. Historic. I got, I got no problem with the Cubs. The best, the one of the best stadiums in all of sports. Yep. Wrigley? Wrigley, yeah, Wrigley awesome. rules. 
Yeah. All right. So okay. So you got my you got the Miami hoodie. Is that your team, or are you just rocking the hoodie? Because oh man, cool. I used to be a huge fan of the U, but I'm such a bandwagon fan. Like I'm all Coastal Carolina, like injected into go. my veins. Is that, that is the bandwagon yeah. gambling related or just for fun? Yeah, just for fun. I mean, yeah, I love to dabble in the you know the little gambling industry. It is legal now in Alberta. It only took us like seven years to be behind. But yeah, no, I, I'm whoever's winning. So. Like living down in the states, I kind of got into college ball. So when I was playing juniors down there, like going going and like seeing like Missoula, like they got University of Montana there. It's oh. SES, but it's incredible, incredible atmosphere. It's better than half the D one games. Come on, it's better than half the D one. Oh, like Missoula hockey. Like yeah, I mean that's back in the ADAB days. Yeah, but like yeah. Oh, you're, uh, talk- you're talking about like going to Montana Jersey football, football games. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I, mean, did, I didn't care for it. The incredible girls. atmosphere. I've been to I've been to one game just because we were like traveling through and it happened to be on a Saturday, so we were like, oh, fuck it, let's go." Well, and you see them play like you know, like Cal Poly or something. Yeah, it's gonna suck. But yeah, if you watch them play like Montana State. It's just like thirty thousand hicks crammed in, sweating <laughs> on each other. It's incredible. You're in the mountains. Of, beers a bunch are of cheap. Lifted trucks. Yeah, exactly. Out. There's nowhere to park because they take up four <laughs> spots each. Yeah, yeah, that checks out. Yeah, I think I saw them play like Colorado School of Mines, so that might be why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so let's let's walk this through. Also, uh, we're gonna come back to this here in a second. You said I didn't realize that you like actually played like junior hockey too. Yeah, yeah, I played juniors and then a little bit overseas too. Gotta, go. gotta dip, dip my toes in the. What'd you uh, play? I played the Czech second league. So there you go. What uh, what position? I peaked. I was a tendy. Tendy? Oh shit! Oh shit! Hey, I was a tendy too. I feel you. Oh god! I mean, just the worst position ever. I I was a fill-in tendy one game in high school. That's shelled. My my, my, I was I was like I was like one check away from going to to Benil back when I was young. Really? Yeah. They they tried to get it. They tried to get exception for me, and you know, being a Canadian. They were trying to bend That's a couple crazy. of rules, and yeah. obviously they were pretty good at recruiting, but we couldn't get it done. Shit. So. Hey, nice. they, they come on now; they ain't that good at recruiting. Now they're pretty good at recruiting. <laughs> hey, they, it's a pretty good. It's a it's a pretty nice, uh, pretty nice place to to be. I mean, they, no, yeah. my, my my dad's got heavy ties to Benilde. He's he coached baseball there for a very long time. Mom coached volleyball there, so I know all about the um, recruiting yeah. processes they go yeah. through. I played uh, I played lacrosse um, at a public school not far from Benilde, uh, Cody. Just so you're aware. What school? Uh, Eden Prairie. And okay, okay. Um, and so there was one game where we played we played Benilde, and uh, and the uh, the attack men are like coming up to me and they're like, "Hey, by the way, man, like that uh, that that midi right there, that's uh, that's Sidney Crosby's kid." And I was like, "Ah." Uh... <laughs> questionable this is in like 2009 so i'm like doing the math i'm like crosby's like 24 um hey, like he no. just graduated from shaddix like three years ago yeah and i was like i was like uh i don't i don't think that's true and they're like no man that's the kid's kid for sure because like that was who's like like peak sid the kid because like the yeah. whole thing was that he's like 20 fucking four or 23 or something like that he'd been in the league him and obi had been in the league for like two or three years everybody's like oh yeah look at these guys they're gonna tear it down or whatever like okay and then they're like the I, these kids were adamant about it and then so so then that kid uh he you know he scores one on me pumps it off and i go hey come here and he goes what and i go 
heard your uh heard your uh Sidney Crosby's kid, yeah? And he goes, Oh yeah, man, yeah, that's sick. That's me, that's me. I was like, Yeah, cool. What's it like being a fucking liar? <laughs> and he just swung on me. So I was like, All right, well, here we go. Well, Sid, well, Sid the kid was what eight having children. Like, yeah, I was like, like, we're expecting like this like prepubescent Sidney Crosby to he's just pumping at twelve in Nova Scotia. Yeah. He's just yeah. knock knocking knocking all these girls up in yeah. the uh the Atlantic time zone. <laughs> just yeah, like, come mean, on. He, he was the chosen one long before he went to the NHL. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So what uh so what are your what are your teams, Cody? Like let's let's go through this here. You don't really do have a hockey preferred team. You're mostly doing bandwagon, but like are there a couple teams that you're like you kind of gravitate towards for other reasons or Oh, hockey, it's definitely like Calgary Edmonton. Like, I, I mean, I mean, I was closest to Calgary growing up and then my mom was a big Oilers fan Her family's Oilers fan. So yeah, I cheer for them. I've, I've really got, I'm not a part of the battle of Alberta by any means, but was I was going to say, was a huge Kippersoft fan growing up. I, I love Kippersoft, love again, so I'd say those are definitely my two hockey teams up there was definitely on the Kings bandwagon, Blackhawks bandwagon, like you know, oh, catch God. me anywhere teams are winning. Yeah. I'm just picking a couple of players. I'm like, that guy's sick. I'm going to cheer for him. So that's, that's all I was. Uh, and <laughs> NFL, I mean, I'm a bears guy, baseball Cubs guy. I mean, you. I can't give it. I mean, as long as you. you're not a Vikings fan, but yeah, that, hey, that's us. Well, I know that's full of misery. I, I mean, I got, I, I, the, I, got the I, the I see it. I see it. <laughs> Don't need to tell me twice. No, no, the Vikes are fine. I just, I mean, I'm a Chicago sports guy. I honestly think it's one of the best cities in the world. And like, I shouldn't be talking positive on Chicago on a day like this. Yeah, it's like, a, you I, picked a rough day to, I, to be the big Chicago pumper. I mean, just as a city itself, I I, I like Chicago. Uh, basketball, who cares? No one really likes basketball. <laughs> like the Raps playoff run was sick, actually. Okay, consider me a Raps fan if they're going back to the finals. Sure. College I guess that, that probably makes it easy because you can just do like the Canadian pride thing. Yeah, they're, they're kind of like, oh, it's Canada's team. And it's like, I hadn't watched a single full Raptors game until a couple of years ago. So it, it was kind of funny yeah. that Toronto won an NBA championship and their NHL team just suffers year after yeah. year. Can't advance in the playoffs. They get robot man Kawhi Leonard for one season. He wins them a title. <laughs> I was just nasty. Middle fingers to the Leafs over there. He's just like, yeah, this is yeah. so hard. He's like, what? I want, yeah. Once I watched that. Won a title. I watched that game. I think against Philly, where that the like overtime ball that just, last like, shot bounced, that shot just bounced like four times before it goes in. You're like, oh, dude, he's robotic. It's scary. He's not a human being. No, it was hilarious because wasn't there a story about him in college? He would just walk around calling himself the Bucket Man. Yeah. Just, people uh, just the board, like, man. board man, board man, board, board man, man gets, gets paid. Board man gets paid. <laughs> that was fun <laughs> times. That was a great run, out. actually, for just like it being was. a sports fan in general. Oh, yeah. So like everyone up here was pretty buzzed about that. But other other I mean, than that, I mean, I don't know. I'll, I'll watch NFL Sundays once in a while. Big college football guy, you guys know that. But yeah. like other than that, hockey, I'll dabble a little bit. Big soccer guy. If I, you know, if there's European soccer on early morning Saturday <laughs> Sunday. You know, yeah. catch me crushing that for sure. Well, this right. nice gambling plus, aspect to it. I was going to say, yeah. Plus makes it easy to watch games, I bet, now for you. Being a hockey fan. Just all we do you not guys, have ESPN I was going to say, do you guys even get that? Wow. No. That was my next question, actually. Uh, exactly. No, that's that's a dash one there. No, we don't have ESPN in Canada. <laughs> ESPN, ESPN Plus is wonderful, might add. Just, just yeah. throw it out you guys, You guys were harsh on our girl, Leah, though. 
I hey, mean, no, 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 friend, no. Friend of World Hockey Report. That's uh Hey, I, I was a very staunch defender of Leah Hextall. She she had she had a rough game that first one. Yeah. Um not her best work, but she fucking rules. Uh, I don't know if you guys know her story. She was good in uh, um NCAA ice hockey team. She was great in that. She was, yeah. she was great. I, just I don't know if you guys know her story, though, but it's crazy. Like, like she grew up, like, small town Manitoba. I mean, she was calling, like, MJ games, which is, like, yeah. the Manitoba Junior League. Is, I, I know that she's, I mean, it's, it's on she's part, like, Ron Hextall's, like, cousin, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so she's got awesome Ron stories, too. Awesome person to talk to, but, like, she just grinded her way up. She was kind of one of those people who's just, like, never settle. She's like, hey, if I'm not working for the Jets, I'm going to be calling Div 1 games on the state. So she was doing, like, ESPN, NCAA stuff, and she's, like, just grinded her way up to an NHL job, which is incredible. I mean, yeah. that's the first full-time, I think, you know, yeah. female play-by-play voice in the NHL. Absolutely. I know she's called multiple games on, like, here and there on Sportsnet and stuff, but I get it. Hey, everyone's got a rough game once in a while. Anyone in the broadcast hey, yeah. industry knows that. Yeah. But I guarantee you, I mean, give her some more. I, I think you give her some more reps. I honestly think like, you know, it's a different tone of voice or pitch that you're listening to. And she's going to, you know, clean out some of those things for sure. But yeah, she's actually phenomenal for sure. No, yeah, I no, she, I agree. She, she definitely improved throughout the game. The first period was rough, but it, I mean, dude, she improved throughout the game. You can't, I mean, I'd like to see half these guys on Twitter. She called that six overtime game in the NCAA or whatever, dude. She called the shit out of that game. She called. That's insane. Like, guys, I I mean, you can talk for like an hour on a podcast and you're like, oh my goodness, I need a beer. Like, my throat's kind of sore, guys. And it's like, she just called hockey for eight hours. Eight hours. Yeah. Like, live hockey. She called the absolute shit out of it, too. Like, that was an awesome game. And it was made better by the Leah Hextall call, which is like. Uh, no, in popular opinion, I wasn't. I didn't think it was an awesome game. That was way too many overtimes for me. I mean, oh, yes, it was, dude, it was awesome. In the I sense disagree, of like, dude. It Give was awesome. I, I hard disagree, Zeus. I just, dude, I, after the third overtime, I'm like, fucking Christ, can we? That's beer league thing? mentality. That's beer league mentality. Oh, come on. I want, dude, I want, I want, I want triple overtime every playoff game. That's what I me cheer. Too. Well, hey, I triple love... overtime. I just said I was fine for the first three. It was four, five, and six. Give I'm me like, Seth okay. Jones playing sixty-five minutes yes, every single every... playoff game. Give me, give me uh, Darnell Nurse playing sixty-two yeah. minutes and then having a kid the next day. Like I love, I live for that shit. That's incredible. We got to talk to him about that over summer too. Like just it's it's wild. Like that guy just jumps on a bird after the game. I was like, yeah, I just had a kid. Got to get ready. He was for the next so game. fucking nonchalant about it too, and like, yeah. like hand up. Like we 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 have both long just kind of like uh, given the love to Darnell Nurse. Like he he fucking rocks. He's great. Um, <laughs> um, I was at the longest game in AHL history. It was here in Charlotte, and it was uh, yeah, it was the Phantoms at the Checkers, and it was it was Dollar Beer Night. Alex <laughs> Leon. <laughs> Yeah, man, that it was so it was dollar dollar beer night, and they they stopped serving beer in the second intermission, and you know it was like a one one game I think at that point, and goes to overtime, and I think it was two two at that point, and you're like, all right, well, I think it was actually two one when the the second intermission, then they the the uh, phantoms got it tied it up. Anyway, 
no, 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 no. The final was two one. It was a three two. I was I was mistaken. Anyway, um, the so the game like puck drops at like seven o'clock or whatever. My wife um, at the time worked nights, and she would get home at like midnight or so. So I was like, oh, this is great. I'm just gonna go by myself to Dollar Beer Night and watch some playoff hockey, and uh, and then I'll be home like right in time for my wife to get home, and uh, and then. <laughs> One overtime, two overtime, three overtime, four overtime. It's like eleven thirty now, and my wife is like about. She's like, "Hey, I'm off." I'm like, "Hey, I'm not." <laughs> <laughs> and then four overtime. She's like, "Where are you?" I was like, "I'm still at the checkers game." She's like, "The game started at like six o'clock or like seven o'clock." I was like, "Yeah, it's still going." I'm like sending her like pictures so she doesn't think I'm like having a secret <laughs> affair or something. So I'm say. like, she's worried. She's yeah. sick at home. Just like, wow. <laughs> she, he thinks I'm stupid. He yeah. thinks I'm just some kind of idiot. Yeah. Thank God we were, uh, we were like very recently wed at that point too. So like, you know, there was no, no secret there. Um, the game winds up ending at like one fifteen or so in the morning, local time. And like, I just remember like, I felt, horrible for the uh uh for so alex leon won it um oh shit it's nadelkovich i just looked that up it wasn't delkovich i didn't realize that until just now no kidding all right cool well uh i was already a big nadelkovich fan but uh now here we go that's fun wild story i mean that shows how much of a hockey nut i am but i ended up listening to the game like I knew a couple of guys in the game or whatever. So like I was keeping tabs on, I'm like, holy, this game's going on forever. I'm like, I got to listen to this and hear how it ends. And so I'm just like listening to it in bed being like, when can I sleep? Holy. It's just like 11 going. o'clock for you too. Yeah. Fuck off. I, well, I know, but like, I, I mean, who, who listens to an American league hockey game on like the app? It's Sickos. like, what, what am I doing? But yeah. yeah By the end of the game, there was, so like the game started, there was probably, like six or seven thousand people there the game ended there was maybe 80 70 80 people there at at, at at most wow it was it was like fun a gophers game <laughs> shit. i'm not a gophers guy so it's a low blow chirp, chirp away blow. Hey, i was a kid when mariucci uh would fill up for fucking alaska anchorage games for god's sake now they can't even fill it for in-state rivalry games it's sad very sad. Yeah, I got I got to poke fun at them. Poke away, brother. Mm-hmm. Oh no, I've 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 poked away. I think they're uh, overrated. They're they're kind of frauds of the college hockey world now. <laughs> yeah, I can agree with that. People people like to to jump on their bandwagon and like they acted like Casey Middlestat was Connor McDavid. Yeah. See how that one worked out. Well, yeah, dude, you can not even do a fucking pull up. I mean, there, there's an issue there. I'm sorry. You're you're an NHL hockey prospect. You can't do a pull-up. Come on. Sam Bennett. Look, hey, Casey Middlestad's an EP guy, so we're going to cut that shit out right now. But um, the rest Ooh. of the Gopher slander, go crazy. You just can't You just can't talk shit about uh, Casey Middlestad, Kyle Rao, and uh, Nick Letty. But other than that, go nuts. Nick Letty's pretty good. Yeah. That guy's, that guy, he's played with Maritz Sider this year, isn't he, too? Like. Are they Is that where he wound up? Yeah, I think so. I, I knew he was over there. I didn't realize who he was playing opposite. A few nasty cool. years. Good player. You know, I, I like him. No, he was so he was two years older than me in school. And um and so when so we won we won the state championship um his senior year, and then we also won it 
my senior year when Kyle Rao had this like crazy three overtime game winner. Um, and then insane. it's like, it's like still one of the coolest goals ever. Yeah. He's like, diving that's like Minnesota just... hockey lore right there. It's yeah. It's <laughs> a big goal. So I was at that one too, but, um, we, uh, we always were like, we always like joked around a little bit. Cause like I knew Kyle a little bit from, um, from playing lacrosse with him in the summers. Or it was obviously, uh, I was like a pond hockey goalie. I was, I was not good at all. <laughs> um, but, uh, I, I knew Kyle a little bit from, uh, from, from playing lacrosse with him and his brother, Kurt in the, uh, in the summers and, and, uh, and like, you know, off season stuff. And so we were always like joking around or whatever. And then, then, um, Letty comes back for, it was, it was right after the wild had traded him to Chicago. And then he makes his, he like broke his hand or something in his, uh, college season. And then he comes back and he, he, he gets traded. His rights get traded to Chicago, signs with Chicago, comes back and he buys, everybody in Eden Prairie tickets um, to like go to the X. And so like every time I'd been to, to go see wild games, um, like I always just got like upper deck tickets or whatever. And so he rents, he literally bought an entire like section of tickets and he was like, yep. Eden Prairie people. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Come chirp the wild for trading. Yeah. Was it, was it Eden great. Prairie who Benil beat in the final when Grant Bessie ripped it up? Uh, that was actually, uh, they beat Edina. I think it was a Edina, Edina, not Eden Prairie. Well, we'll yeah. They, they hey, listen, Edina get your cake eaters right, motherfucker. Yeah, uh, I, I went to I went to all three of those games. I'm pretty really? sure that's they beat Edina. They beat uh, Lakeville South like ten to two, and then they shredded. Fuck, who was that in the final? Hill Murray. They beat in the final. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, that was a good tournament. They were in. I don't even think they were expected to win that thing, but Grant Bessie would just psycho. He decided yeah. he wanted to score every goal of the tournament, I guess. Like five in the final, he had a hat trick in the semifinal, yeah. like two in the Tur- Turns out pretty good at hockey when he wants to be. Yeah. yeah. Well, he, that was yeah. that was their selling point because, like, that was what they used. Like, when I was like talking with them, was they were like, You see this? You want to do this next year? Like, quit juniors and come play here. I'm like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's That's a good selling point. Yeah, like my, cousin, my, my cousin played at Benil too. I wonder if you guys would have at the same time. What's uh, I, yeah, I didn't, what, I didn't play there. I was just no, I, I know, I, I'm, I know. Well, but what, what years were you? Now. Would you have been there 13, 14? I think you're 2013, a couple of years before. They were good both those years, too, of course. Yeah, I was it, gonna say that was after a couple I of stopped. nasty kids that went to like UConn. I think I forget their names. I, yep, I, I still have them on like. Facebook and stuff like fuck, <laughs> I've got these kids from like a recruiting trip of like 17 16 years old yeah I get that I posted a picture for I posted a picture on Facebook for my uh anniversary and this kid that I went to a lacrosse camp with 15 years ago uh named Rufus was like hey man happy anniversary I was like holy shit I haven't thought about you in 15 years it's a hell of a name there Rufus yeah, Rufus Frost. So, like, if you're listening, brother, shout out you. Never forgot your name. I remembered you immediately. Hadn't thought about you in, uh, you know, half my life. And, and your name popped up. And I was like, oh, what a fucking beauty. <laughs> All right. Um, Cody, real quick. I have, I have one other uh, question for you. What um, I want you to just kind of, like, pump Canada's tires for a second here. What um, – you can't say Sportsnet because um, – just like I, we both, I think everybody kind of knows like Sportsnet is better at covering hockey than anything that we've had here in the States. Um, but like what, 
what is like the best thing that Canada's got going for uh, for them over the U.S. besides poutine and healthcare? The best thing Canada has over the States. over the U.S. besides let's keep it sports related. So yeah, let's keep it sports wise. What's the best thing you guys have going for you? Oh, that's a tough one. Sports related. Fuck yeah, I got a stumper. Can't be, can't be like media wise. Yeah, I just, I, mean, I just don't want the like Sportsnet's the easy answer. So, because, because like I, the two things that I've seen from Sportsnet. Well, um, I mean, what Canada has is the Battle of Alberta. I mean, I get to live in that where you see these teams just beat the wheels off each other eight times a season. Yeah, I mean, there's there's nothing like that that you get to watch in the states. There's there's no series in any other sport in. I don't know, like baseball's got nothing like it. Football's got nothing like yeah. it. Soccer, basketball. There's no rivalry like the Battle of Alberta. So I would say that's huge. And then purely, I guess, an NHL perspective as well, is no one's got a better intro than the Montreal Canadiens. Like their their entrance into a game is better than anyone. I don't care what any idiot in Vegas says. Montreal is <laughs> a million times better. Oh, come on. They, they lit a Kraken on fire, dude. That's pretty cool. That was cool, but I, I I actually agree with Cody. It's all gimmick, but like if you like watch like Montreal, like you watch like Montreal come out to the playoffs, like peak like 2010 when like Carey Price and Halak were kicking for them, like it's just straight goosebumps. They're like they're blasting cold play through the stadium. They're pretending to light the ice on fire. You got little kids carrying around torches. Like it's (laughs) it's electric. Um, pump your own tires real quick. I want to circle back uh, before we before we let you go. Um, you mentioned that you you were attendee. Did you ever like just absolutely just rob a dude? And also, what's your favorite goalie fight ever? Favorite goalie fight ever. Oh, I mean, Sean Burke had some good ones. And yeah. I mean, did I like rob a dude? Like, yeah, I was I was pretty good. Held the USA hockey record for a while. No biggie. Ninety two saves in my first playoff game. Jesus. 16 years old. How are you? Thanks for coming. I don't even know if that's still around, but that's old A-Dub days. 92. Yeah, we lost in triple overtime. How uh, how yeah. cold was that bath, and how many beers did your boys buy you after that? Zero. I was 16. I had to play the next night. It's <laughs> never stopped anybody yeah. before. We, okay. we got we got pumped, but Jesus. yeah, it was fun. Yeah, it was like a 3-2 overtime loss, too, and then the next night, I think we got like lost like 6 nothing. Ooh. We, were, we were hopeless, but... um. What was the second part of that question? Oh, best goalie fight. Oh, Sean Burke had a few great tilts. Yeah. Um, I like Burke. I like uh, I like going back and seeing all the Hexall stuff. Yeah, was I, I was also a big Billy Smith guy growing up, too. So okay. I, yeah. I hate New York, but like those old-fashioned Islanders teams, Yeah, they just did it the right way. It's like the Broad Street Bullies. I mean, I'm an old-school <laughs> hockey guy. Just yeah. inject that into my veins. Like the Billy Smith, Lanny McDonald fight where like they score up and he like waves away the defender. And he's like, I'm going to handle this. I mean, if you guys haven't seen it, it's unbelievable. It's gold. So that's probably up there. I'm pulling it up right now. Yeah, you have to look. I up. just, I just it's- remember, I forget who it was against, but um, the uh, like Ron Hextall like rips a, rips a slap shot from the red line. And then the other goalie takes exception to it. And he just goes, come on. <laughs> I also, and it wasn't a great fight, but like Tim Thomas versus Carey Price was funny. Like, that was a, I'm, I'm that all, was a very funny fight. Like, I'm just all here for that stuff. Honestly, 
this is a little bit of recency bias, but I really liked uh, Cam Talbot versus oh, Mike Smith. Oh, that was awesome. That was that very was awesome funny. too. Have you guys heard the Jack Michaels call on top of it, the radio guy? I don't think so. No. I, I get to work with him. If you ever like look it up and like just listen to it, like Jack Michaels radio call, like uh, uh, the Mike Smith fight. It, it's incredible. <laughs> I like that you call it the Mike Smith fight and we call well, it the Cam Talbot fight. Yeah, Cam Talbot fight. I mean, he's in Minnesota now. He's going to yeah. you know get you guys to the first round, maybe to the second round a couple of times. But yeah, yeah that's Thank all we need right now. He's not your cup goaltender, I'm telling you. All right. That's, that's just your opinion, man. <laughs> all right. We, well, hey. we, won't, we won't rag on the wild too much, though. Yeah, this is, this is a yeah. pro pro wild podcast. It was told before, and I can't say anything bad about Kaprizov or any, you know, Kakinen. No, I mean, go, go, you know, we don't want you to lie either. So, like, what's, let's, um, hey, what's there bad it? to say about Caprizov? I, I want to hear it. I yeah. Hear, I want to hear some Caprizov slander. Let's get the, let's stir the pot a little bit here. Yeah, please. Let's get some clicks going. I mean, he's just a Russian that'll never win. He's worse than Kucherov. He's, I, I don't even know, guys. I mean, you, you want to, oh, you he's worse than about, the fifth best player in the league. He must be oh, trash. No, like, his ceiling's way worse than him. Like, you know, this is a kid who got overpaid after 50 games because Minnesota knows they can't get any other stars. They got to keep him because he's their rights. Like, no one's going to Minnesota willingly with that team they've built right now. So it's all about Kaprizov. He knew he could have just taken him out behind the barn, got whatever he wanted. He faked a KHL offer. I mean, come on, how scummy is that? Nobody bought that. Nobody bought that for a second. That was nobody bought But still, you, you throw that out in the media. Russia, anything happens. But still, you try to play fucking, that the card. The fucking KHL was like, come on. <laughs> yeah, you never, the, yeah, you never you know what Putin's possible. Yeah. He's got up his sleeve for an Olympic year. That is true. They could, that they could true. find 10 sheets pretty easy. Oh, no, no, no. They'll do it under the table for sure. No, There's no, no doubt that, about we, that. We've talked about all this on the podcast. If they're going to do we've, a deal with him, it'd be way under the table. But they were never going to offer the money that he was getting over here. So, I mean, it yeah. was... Wild fans used to be insanely high on Jordan Greenway, too. I don't know how you guys are, but, like, years ago, like, especially after his World Juniors, everyone was like, this kid's unreal. And it's like, hey, this kid's got cinder, like, creep blocks on his feet. He ain't going to be an NHL star. Let's pump the brakes there. I don't think he'll be a star. I, he's a, he's he's a good a, third liner, though. I'll he's a great third... I, I feel like, yeah, I feel like he's Grind's a good bottom six guy when he can get going. Yep. Third line's absolute ceiling. And also the Calder talk last year around Capo Kakinen was insane. That's just asinine. Nah, that that was undeserved. I'll admit that. He's he's okay. I'll hop I love Capo, but that's not gonna happen. I'm not I'm not in the same boat as the dev. This where we're butt heads. I don't love <laughs> Capo at all. <laughs> we had it we had it out with Russo about that, but yeah, I, don't know. I think there's a reason they drafted uh Walshead in the first round this year and moved up to get him. I, I, I they didn't know he's out of shape. Yeah, well, the Oilers passed on him. The Oilers need a goaltender more than anyone, and they said, "Hey, we don't want Wallstep." Dude, he's well, been fucking lighting it up in the SHL though. Well, that's because the Oilers that's are Sweden. also. It's not even no, the American I, League. I, the I agree, but team. he's an eight, he's an <laughs> eighteen-year-old playing against grown men on a pretty bad Lulea team, and he's he's keeping them in games. I think he's I think he's got a losing record, but he's got like a nine twenty or nine eighteen percentage. And like he's getting peppered. It's Didn't tough. Jonas Enroff had like a nine forty in that league. Yeah, but he was also was like Philip Gustafson. Yeah, he was playing with guys that were like his age. He's a three he's three years underage compared to the rest of the league. And so I don't know. I think he'll be I think he'll be pretty solid. 
I, we, uh, will, we will revisit this in 10 years. I'll put it in my <laughs> calendar right now and we'll talk in 10 years about that where we're That sounds good. Are. I like it. I, uh, yeah, that, that sounds good. Well, um, but also, also, can we talk about Bill Guerin for a second? Like, I mean, oof, this guy's going to take over as the GM of USA Hockey. I, I you know, the I, Olympic team, like, that's a, he's, he's got some serious investigations going on here too. I think he might need yeah. to sit back a little bit for the wild. And it's like, Hey, you know, do I uh, want to clear my name here? Do I want to get involved in that shit storm? It wouldn't surprise me if, uh, if he does step back because um, I, I, I personally would kind of view the, the, the USA GM job as um, a little tainted and also like, if we're being honest, like the, the Olympic GM job is not that big of a deal. No, especially you know? not when you're an American, you know, you're not going to get a medal, but no, we'll like, get, I, Hey, 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 now we'll get, we'll, we'll medal. No, but like, I, I wanted to hear your, your guys' <laughs> takes as like Minnesota fans. Cause I don't see that <laughs> talking about it. And like, obviously you I think it's because we, 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 we heard about it all last year. I mean, sure. They yeah. might be investigating a little further. I mean, we kind of know the, the background, the gist of what's going on. It really, we just need to need, we need to see what comes out from this investigation to see what the details really are. Because what we've heard is basically he found out and the guy was gone in the same week. But it there's there's muddy waters. So we I think there needs to be more transparency and what's the, going um, the he whole was situation. He was cleared of all, for lack of a better word, wrongdoing in right. the uh, the civil suit last year, right? Um. Because in the suit, they specifically said that, like, he took it to his superiors immediately. And, like, six or seven days later, he sat the coach down and fired him. Um, So, like, there's not, like, I guess, like, you would maybe contend, like, oh, he should have fired him, you know, two days instead of six. Maybe. You still got to do your investigation. I was just wondering, like, this little wild fans think of that. Because, like, obviously, Chicago Blackhawks fans have been so vocal about Stan. They're like, I I just don't hear the Minnesota Wild. And I don't, I mean, frankly, I don't follow them that much. So, the reason reason you're not hearing as much is because we dealt with it a year ago when the civil suit first came up. And he was named in the suit. And then um, the, the lawsuit itself pretty much explicitly said, like, hey, um, Bill did everything that he said that he did and what he did was, you know, the best he could do in the moment. So um, like he found out about just rag on him for buying out Parise and Suter now instead of his uh, extracurriculars. Yeah, pretty much. Hey, hey, Uh, we don't, I'm not going to rag on it yet. Parise has been very bad, very brutal in his first six games at the aisle and Suter hasn't been much better. So what happens if Parise is lifting a cup at the end of the season? He's not like, will there happen. will there be tears? Not going to be. Well, that's yeah, not there, be tears. there will be. There will okay, be. Yeah, he doesn't the Islanders. I that's just all I care. I just want to see, see the 10K happen. reaction to this. We'll do a 10K watch party. World, I'll be, Hockey, World Hockey Report will pay for it. Game seven of the Stanley Cup final. We'll pay for it. We'll <laughs> it'll, be be stars, it'll be stars. Islanders versus stars. Jesus Christ. I think I would just hang myself before the game even started. It's just not – That's. I don't want to see anything to do with that. No Guys, it's it's all right. I picked you. the Oilers to beat the Isles in seven games for the Stanley Cup, and my prediction's obviously right. So you're not gonna have to worry about. That. <laughs> the, well, shit, we're worried when we're replacing futures. Yeah, throw them on the Oilers. <laughs> we don't have Cam Talbot anymore. We're good. Oh my fuck off! You have well, you got you got Mike Smith. So Mike I mean... Smith, yeah. 
He's what, that, 41 now? He's the best senior in the league. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's trying to tap into the TV 12. Hey, I, I will say, I will say I'm not as huge of a Mike Smith hater as everyone else is. I, I don't think he was awful last year for the Oilers. I think he was fine. I'm still a big hater. Yeah. I don't think he was awful. In the playoffs might be a different story, but we saw like a nine forty. He just allowed well, a couple no, of bad and, goals. Yes, yeah. There were, there it's were just he he lets in the bad, bad timely ones. Yes. Not unlike my guy Mark Andre Fleury. But um yeah, that's, a, ooh, that's a, yeah. That goal yeah. What's his goals against average this season? Like seven? It's uh I looked it up. It's it's five point seven five. Well well it's dude, tough. imagine imagine I'm not gonna say he cost his team going to the cup, but dude, that game three that game three is eh, tough. That's a tough one to allow there. That's a backbreaker. And, Can we yeah. talk about how bad Vegas is though? Like they're a joke this year. When everyone was talking about Chicago being like the most disappointing team. I don't know because Chicago was a team that I picked to maybe get a wild card spot. Like Vegas should be right. the second best team in the Pacific. Oh yeah, like Pacific Vegas should be the good. should on paper be Vegas the best team. Vegas should be the best team in the Pacific to me. They're I not. Don't know they're not I as like... good as the Oilers. They're not close to as good as the Oilers. Not close. Fuck off. That's just oh, wrong. Come on. <laughs> I guarantee you, the Oilers and fully healthy, the Oilers win that season series. The Oilers are such a good regular season team. It's not even funny. Come playoff time. That's a different story. We'll have yeah, to have that conversation. Swept by the Jets in the first round. The I mean, Oilers was brutal. That really was tough Central brutal. Division. You guys don't know as much as anyone. Really tough Central Division. The Central's hey, going hey, hey, to hey, be. We, the Canadian hey, Division was pretty tough too last year, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, I think they put up like sixty goals against Ottawa in like eight games. Yeah, <laughs> that's about right. <laughs> That, that looks does sound like, about right, but that also sounds like half the league playing their bottom feeders last year. McDavid, McDavid, dry settle to obviously to a lesser extent. Like Caprizov put up twenty points against Arizona too. Yeah, no, it was just the Cal- yeah the California teams too. And his yeah. agent acting like they're playing the Islanders every night. <laughs> his agent, hey man, his agent, whatever they're did paying, great for he, him, he, did great for him. His agent. Hey, I don't know, man. I feel like if you watch Kaprizov play, man, the eye test is there. Maybe the I agree with... don't follow it. The There's eye test no is there. way that he's worth that much, though. That's saying that he's worth more than Leon Dreisaitl. That's just asinine. Because, no, just because you guys got in on the Leon Dreisaitl train yeah. early doesn't mean... Well, yeah. Their Cause... points per game were off by, like, .03. But I'm, what I'm saying is... What I'm saying is that, like, Dreisaitl played, you know, two or three years, whatever, and then signed this deal which he's making what like 7.5 or 8 something right yeah something around there and I mean, so like he, he's he's making like a decent chunk um he signed the deal and then took off like he was always pretty damn good like he was he was he was worth it but i remember i remember at the time two three years ago whenever that was like i remember that people were hesitant about the dry side of the contract they were like "Ooh, i don't know is this just well, that, because that's he's just been Canada? Planning? That's just is Canadian yeah. media. But, but like, mean, let's not, let's not, but like that, that is a great fucking deal now. And like, let's not act like there weren't, you know, the detractors because like there was a ton of people that were like, Oh, I don't know. Maybe it's just cause he's been playing with McDavid and like you take him away from McDavid and he wins a fucking heart trophy. So like, he's really fucking good, but like, let's not act like this is some like crazy, uh, well, it's like, crazy revisionist history here that like, you know, dry sidle took a deal. It's the same as the Nathan McKinnon deal. Like McKinnon's getting yeah. paid like six and change. Yeah, but look Every- at McKinnon's point per game. His offensive production wasn't even close when he signed his ticket. 
and, and that's what I'm saying. And Drysaddle did the same thing, but to a lesser extent, like not as dramatic of a, a thing. Drysaddle did the exact same thing, except for he. His, the difference was that uh, Drysaddle was a little bit better when he signed his deal and then exploded. Whereas McKinnon was like, not that good. I mean, he was good. Don't get me wrong, but he wasn't like, he was definitely not like elite first one, like top three player in the league center guy. And then, and then he, and then he just exploded. Like he was good on a terrible team. And that like dragged him down and look like it'll never happen. I really don't like, I don't believe this because I think the trophy is, 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 is McDavid's to lose every single fucking year. And I, and I'm not even saying that like saltily. I mean that sincerely. He's the best player in the league. He deserves every single accolade that he gets. He is fucking incredible to watch. If you go off of like the, 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 the number of like actually most valuable player Kaprizov is right up there with anybody else in the league, because with like, just look at when he is on and off the ice. Like it's, it, um, it's just, it's a like before he was here our like, we just did the dump and chase, dump and chase. And just like, kind of like, you know, flick shots towards the neck and maybe Parisi will dump one in. That's we did that for and fucking he's eight transformed. Years. He's and then all of a sudden we had this kid, we had this kid that's going to go around. He's going to fucking skate circles in the, you know, behind the net and he's going to dangle and, you know, stick handle and do all that other crazy shit. He, Regardless of like you he's, look at he's, he's nasty, he's nasty, but he's like a poor man's Barzell. That's oh, what he fuck is. that! No, he's better than Barzell. Yeah, but he'll he'll whoop your ass if you fuck. Oh. He's, he's much different than all these other. Thirty-two GMs will players. take Barzell over Kaprizov. Obviously, not thirty-two. Thirty-two. No, thirty-two. You give you're him tell- a one for one. You're telling me no? There's zero chance. There's absolutely no 32. chance in hell. Bill Guerin, Bill Guerin hangs up the phone if Lou maybe calls maybe says, thirty-one because Chicago doesn't have a GM right now. <laughs> if Lou calls, if Lou calls tonight and says Kaprizov for Barzal one for one right now, Bill Guerin hangs up the phone. That, that wouldn't happen because Lou doesn't drink anymore. <laughs> it, no, I dis I disagree wholeheartedly. I, they're kind of they, they kind of do the same shit. Skater on the zone, skater on the zone, skater on the zone, skater on the they zone. Buzz find around. someone else. They buzz. Find sure. someone else to pass it to. That's my only complaint I'll have with Kaprizov right now is the kid needs to shoot the damn puck on the net sometimes yeah, and not look a, for the pass. But, but I, I the, really, if you watch him, dude, there's not there's not a player that's transformed a team like this. Like the he's transformed this wild team. This wild team was boring to watch. But like borderline unwatchable before they got Kaprizov, and now it's yeah, <laughs> you, you don't miss a game because they're all. And that's exactly what I'm talking about. He's yeah. transformed a team, but the bar was so low, guys. I mean, six playoffs, six playoff. What we made the playoffs six years in a row. I mean, and how I many guess... how many times did you lose out in the first round? Five. No, Fuck off. No, yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, yeah, hey, you said hey, no hey. It's basically the Calgary Flames. Johnny Gaudreau, all and, over and, and the Oilers. I mean, if we're really going to be honest, they made one run. What, one run in the last? 2017 10. was fun. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. They made their one run, and yeah. You got, I mean, you got the two best players in the league. Shouldn't be too fucking hard to get out of the first round. You right? would hope, right? And you got swept by the Jets. That's pretty – That that's where I go with the Oilers. I, aren't it's you just, guys American? Shouldn't you guys be, like, pumping up Connor Hellbuck's tires here? Connor Hellbuck's know. fucking awesome. He's no. great. He's fine. I, He's been very brutal this year, though. He's, he's had a rough very, start. Very brutal this year. Yeah, yeah. He's had a he's had a rough start to this this year. His but, goals against know, the Wild. The, the Jets should have beat the Wild. I'll leave it at that. He's had <laughs> some fucking softies versus Minnesota. At least yeah. two or three very soft goals. 
So, I mean, he's been an issue for Winnipeg so far this year. But you know he's going to get it together. It's not like it's going to go all year. But yeah. I'm just saying, he hasn't been great so far. He's definitely cost them some games early. Whew. Well, that got uh, pleasantly contentious for a minute that there. That was fun. <laughs> I love Minnesota Wild Dog. Minnesota fans are awesome. That's like every time I go on a Minnesota podcast or something, like, I mean, yeah, sure, I'll stir up some drama and that, but I mean, there's just like passion. They actually care. Like, if you like talk about someone who's like a Boston Bruins pie, it's not, to, like, don't go look at Boston Bruins podcast. Hey, man, don't talk <laughs> like, shit about Puka Rask. No, no, but, like, yeah, but yeah, like, I mean, hey, not, fuck Puka. Not even to like, you know, really like rip on other podcasts I've been on, but it's kind of just like they're like, I'm sure we agree with that. Like, no, like get Minnesota fans stirred yeah. up. Let's get it, get some passion in there at least. Hey, your, your team might have a chance at winning a playoff round with Kaprizov. You should yeah. care somewhat. No, I, I mean, like Zuch and I are both in agreement on this. At least we were before the season started. Um, like this, this is not a cup year. Like we're not, pro- we're probably not going to win the cup, but if we, we make it out of the first round, make it interesting in the second round. You know, we, we take, we, we take, you know, wh- whoever the fuck it winds up being Vegas or, you know, uh, fucking Calgary or Edmonton or, I mean, it's good. The Pacific has about yeah. two good teams. So, I mean, that, that yeah. really we, 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 we take, we take, <laughs> yeah, we we'll, take whoever we'll, comes just out. Wait till, wait till Jack Eichel goes to Calgary. And that would Pacific be all of a sudden becomes the best division in hockey. Oh, no. <laughs> the, yeah, I, the yeah, Metropolitan I, would like a word. Hey, you, um, you guys are just lucky you shipped Arizona out of that and sent them over to the – well, I mean, the Central is yeah. lucky, but the Pacific. Yeah. I mean, they Thank got they, they just got significantly better just because Arizona got shipped out of there. So get they better out. change it back to the Pacific once Austin Matthews goes there. Like, I'll be pissed if I don't get okay. to see Matthews and McDavid multiple times. That would be that fun. That would be sweet. We will trade a franchise. Like we'll make San Jose fold or something. We'll, <laughs> you know. we'll take. Uh, we'll take. Uh, no, I was gonna say we'll take Calgary, but I don't want them. Like just drop Climate Pledge Arena. Just get rid of it. We don't need the crack, and just give us the Coyotes with Austin Matthews back. So, so yeah, I, they don't hey, take look, the crack, and they already lost the Supersonics. They don't need to lose the crack, and now yeah, that'd be tough. Um, well, Hey Cody, uh, I just saw the time we're, uh, we're running low of it. So I want to say thank you very much for, uh, for your time. Last question before we let you, uh, start plugging away. Same question. We ask every guest right before they take off. Cody, what's your wild take? Okay. Well, I got two of them. So go wild takes, but an All S right, on the end of it for me. Uh, one, the, fight, Oil- aren't we? The, the Oilers win the Stanley cup. Seven games over the Islanders, probably overtime, probably dry sidled to McDavid or vice versa. Back to that shit. And then uh, also Capper's up under point per game this season. I will believe it when I see it that this guy is more than a point per game player. Well, he's a point per game player so far through five games, and uh, he's eighty-two. Had two, and he's 82. had two that sucked. So once he figures it out and figures out how to, because that this is what happened in the playoffs too. Like once he figures out how to adjust to. Uh, basically all three, uh, all three forwards and both defenders like keying in on him. It's going to be a game changer. I mean, they see Kaprizov on the ice and it's like violence mode activated. Yeah. It's like, let's go That's over good. here. And you don't think play. every star gets well, that? No, 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 no they, they absolutely do. They 100% do. It's just weird seeing it. We haven't seen this in Minnesota. There hasn't been a player or team where it's like, and, oh, you see him? Let's go fucking take him out every game, and it's it's crazy. Yeah. It's literally every game they 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 see Kaprizov, and it's violence. 
Let's go. Yep. And imagine what like Sidney Crosby went no, through. I, yeah. We're all uh, no, back no, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're like, we're like, McDavid goes through it now. Like, I'm like, well, we know McDavid that we're not alone no in this. Calls. I don't understand this. McDavid's, McDavid. McDavid's drawn like two penalties in the last like nine months. One, like, one, one. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Fuck. it's one. And this guy's, what he's got to do, he's got to get fucking murdered to get. But he, he doesn't complain. He doesn't complain to refs. And he's one oh. of those guys where, like, even when he gets knocked down, he gets up so quick that you're just yeah. like, what just like, yeah, I guess it wasn't that bad. He's, yeah. he's so good. It's, yeah. it's ridiculous. McDavid is filthy. <laughs> There's, yeah, there's no it's argument. It's fun there. to watch him in person. I get the pleasure of that. And then honestly, I mean, like, you know, we joke about Dreisaitl and his contract and everything, but like that guy. Dreisaitl's oh great. Goodness. Some of the stuff he does, you're just like, he's actually like probably a top five player in the league, no doubt now. Like he's that. I about five, but he's up there. He's top five. I definitely put him top five. I mean, shit, him and McDavid on the same line. He's, it's it's like, close. I'm his just... value to have – he could go to any franchise not named the Edmonton Oilers <laughs> and be the best player on the team. Maybe not Colorado, maybe not Toronto. He's way better. He's way more impactful than Nathan McKinnon. He's I, – I, I, I think, you know – the argument would be Tampa Bay because Vasilevsky is that important yeah, to that Tampa team. Would be, Tampa would be the other one. He's more um, important to a team. He'd be bigger than Austin Matthews. Like, he'd be bigger yeah, than I'm with, I'm with Nathan McKinnon slander. I think the dude's soft, personally. Even yeah, though he's my first pick in uh, our Imagine trick-or-treating with that guy. It would suck. <laughs> uh hey um uh hey uh can i uh can i get this um can i get can this I candy? can i get this can i get this can i get an apple instead can i get can i get the vegan candy um uh you guys have a uh, chickpea pasta instead you guys uh, any, great. got any shredded greens back there and just throw in the bag uh i see that you've uh you've given me a hershey bar uh i would like a uh, frosted mini wheat instead and if you could just like shave off the frosting instead just give me the mini wheat that would be great thank you Dude, there, there was uh I'm pretty sure someone is talking about McKinnon and they're like, he's not actually that bad with it. And it's like, yeah, we know. It's just funny that he said anything about it. You yeah. Know? He, he like, went on. He was like, yeah. he was like, yeah, I, uh, I found out the hard way. He was with, uh, with uh, Elliot Friedman and uh, Jeff Merrick. And he was basically like, yeah, no, apparently uh, I'm a giant stickler for health nuts. He's like, Oh, I have in and out. Like I've eaten in and out before. And it's like, all right, man, cool. You've had like eight <laughs> once, a, once a year. Yeah, yeah, he has like the envelope there. He's like he has like he has he has uh in and out the day after the season ends. He's like, see guys, I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh well thank you, Cody. Appreciate right. uh having you on. It was great uh great to meet you, great to have you on. We'll have to have you back. Um where can where can the people find you, my brother? At World Hockey RPT on Twitter. That's the easiest way. There you yeah. go. World hockey part wherever. Yeah, anything else you gotta plug? Nah man. Guys, you guys cool. are awesome. So appreciate all the support. Love the stuff you're doing with 10K. And uh, cool. yeah, it's been fun. All right, Thanks, guys. man. Have a good one. Me too. All right, big thanks to Cody. Always great uh, making a new friend here on the podcast. And he was just fucking great to have on. It was a super fun interview. Um, he said, let's go for 30 minutes. And then one hour later, here we are. Um, yep. Always love when that happens. Great, great time. But that also means that we, we got to get right to it and uh, we got to give out our wild takes. Uh, I'll go first this time, give it a little change of pace. Um, my wild takes, the Blues, who are currently undefeated and have a uh, plus 14 goal differential leading the league. They're at the top of every power ranking that you can find. Um, I'm going to predict that they are fool's gold 
and this is my spicy take. I, I don't know what it is. I get that they're, they're very deep. Uh, they have a very, very deep forward group. They can score with four lines. Um, their defense is like fine. Bennington is like pretty good. I'm not sure who their backup goalie is. Who so? I, I get. Oh yeah, there we go. Who so? He's fine. Rookie perfectly ahead. adequate. Perfectly adequate backup goaltender. Um, I don't know what it is. I just I have this gut feeling that something. I'm not. I I don't know what it is yet, but just something is gonna not click for them. And I think they're gonna finish. I think they're just gonna make the playoffs. Um, because I think the Central is going to send four, at least probably five teams to the uh, to the playoffs. But I do not see the uh, St. Louis Blues, who are currently at the top of the division, finishing in one of the top three spots in the division. Ready to eat my words come March, but uh, I just don't see it happening. Zooch, what's your uh, what's your wild take, buddy? All right. Well, I'm going with two of them because I want Cody to uh, hear this. <laughs> my first one is Edmonton will sniff. The second round of the playoffs, they go down round one again. I, nice. I mean, it's goaltending. That's just what it comes down to for me. Any goaltending in the playoffs, I don't think Mike Smith is it. But I hope they prove me wrong because I would love to see a conference final in the Minnesota Wild and Edmonton Oilers kind of renew renew some of those old uh, feisty ways we used to have back in the day. The old uh, but, Northwest um, Division. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but my, my my wild take is the Florida Panthers are going to finish with more points this year than the Tampa Bay Lightning. And I, they might have even finished with more last year, but... They did not, Tampa, but I didn't. like it, and I co-sign on it. Yeah, so... They were like two points back. Yeah, I, I just... I love Florida, and I love what they're doing. Spencer Knight's a rock star. Carter Verhaag, he's amazing, so... Yeah, I, they're doing. I don't want to... I don't want to... Yeah, I, I, I love everything that they're doing, too. I, um... The only way that I don't see that happening, and unfortunately that is a very real possibility, is if something happens where Quindle is not the uh, not the coach anymore. True. And um, and we'll leave it, it at that. Very because, well happen. Yep, it definitely could happen because uh, uh, you shouldn't be coaching a fucking hockey team if um, if everything that uh, that happened happened in Chicago under his watch yeah. really did happen under his watch. So um, we'll leave it at that. We we've uh, we've discussed that enough. Whew. All right. Well, All right. thank you very much for uh, for listening to the Wild Takes podcast. It was great, uh, great to be back. Great to uh, great to watch some hockey, and um, we are very, very fortunate now because we're about uh, ten minutes from puck drop. So, uh, yeah, uh, this is going to be great. Super excited to uh, to rock and roll, watch some wild, and uh, yeah, let's uh, let's go wild. Long live the business. Cheers, baby. Yeah.